Welcome to the podcast, FFI on Friday. I'm Jordan Rich, and it's a delight to welcome Jessica Jenick to the podcast. She was to be the opening keynote speaker at the FFI World Conference this year, and you're about to know why. A strong connection to her father, a legendary Broadway producer. Jessica is a theater pro with lots of experience as a producer herself, an educator, a fundraiser, creative arts therapist, and actor. Her producing credits on Broadway include hit shows like Come From Away, Fiddler on the Roof, Sylvia, and Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill starring Audra McDonald. She's a sought-after lecturer and teacher at universities and theater arts programs throughout the New York area. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Let's get a little background on you and your life in theater. Where and how did it all start for you? Sure. Just to start with, I was a professional actor for many years. My family supported me from day one. I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and my parents were extremely generous, extremely supportive of my desire to study theater. Ever since I was, you know, really... um, a youngster, I uh, went to Interlochen, the National Music Camp, studied musical theater at Syracuse University. I did many internships to get my equity card, all with the support and guidance and love from my family. So from the very beginning, my family appreciated my love of theater and they supported uh, my desire to learn and recognize that I had desire, and some talent to pursue this profession. My father, Jerry Frankel, came to producing on Broadway, you know, later in his life. Growing up in Dallas, Texas, every Thanksgiving, we would come to New York. I have a lot of family in New York. And we would see five Broadway shows in three days. So I grew up with a love of theater. My parents loved theater. My father loved theater. Um, He's Uh, had many successful businesses prior to his career as a Broadway producer. He had a dress manufacturing company in Dallas, Texas. He owned horse races. He had restaurants. He was in the movie business. So he was a gambler um, always. And, you know, I like to say that what is Broadway? Broadway is gambling with costumes. And he, (laughs) yep, he was always, you know, very entrepreneurial really came to be so well respected in the Broadway community because everybody knew that he was an astute, smart businessman, but also had great taste and really was very supportive of all aspects of the Broadway producing enterprise. Mm. You know, coming into the business with his introduction really was thrilling to me because I got to see how well-respected he was in the field. My job was to learn as much as I can and to represent him as his partner. Mm. So uh, he brought me into the business, and it was thrilling to learn from him and to be able to have access to Broadway at such a high level. It's so impressive to read about your dad and read about you and the accomplishments in a field that some people think is artistic and not as much business, but it's really a blend. I mean, you have to be savvy to pull off a Broadway production. I mean, the, the amount of work involved. You're absolutely right. It is it is a, a blend. But, you know, commercial theater is about making money. And if you are not selling tickets to your show, then you are going to close. A, a lot of us get into it for the love of the art. We did theater in high school. We were in community theater. We were actors or, 
you know, members of the professional community. So that the love of the art of theater is definitely a big part of it. But it is a business. And I think that's where my father's experience and his savvy and his know-how really came to be respected so highly. When family comes together with a unity of purpose and a desire to, to do something with passion, that's kind of a rare gift. I can only speak for myself and that working with my father was a true honor. And I learned so much from him and he really opened a door for me to a whole new career. So I am extremely grateful. And being associated with him was, I was just so proud and so honored to be associated with him, to be his representative, to be his partner, because everybody really respected and, and loved him. And he would always talk to young professionals and would always help those who had questions, like if, um, you know, uh, I heard uh, from a lot of people how, you know, your dad gave me my first job. He took a meeting with me. He spoke to me. He helped me. He was always very generous with his time and with his support. And I, I have carried on that legacy when I mentor students and young professionals. And whenever I can introduce somebody to make a connection, it is something that I, I just love to do. And I mm. learned that from him. In fact, uh, one of my questions had to do with the things you've learned through the family, through your dad, that have enabled you to be a leadership mentor to others. You just mentioned uh, an example of that. What are some of the traits, characteristics that you carry with you to this day that you're finding success with? Empathy, a willingness to really listen to um, people's requests for help, to be open and willing to give of my time to introduce people to one another so that they can move forward in their career. Just being available and open to say, yes, I will sit down and I will speak with you. I have never, ever turned anyone down for a request to meet with me, even if I don't know them. If they reach out to me through LinkedIn or if a friend says to me or a colleague, will you meet with this person? Immediately I say yes, absolutely. I feel it is really important to pay it forward in that way because I know that I have been so grateful and appreciative to those folks who have sat down with me and have taken the time to guide me and to introduce me and to help me find my way. So it's, it's really the willingness to say, yes, I will take time to meet with you. I will do the research. If I don't know the answer to your question, I will, I will find somebody who does. What a lovely and important trait that is. And if more people could adopt it, I think we'd be in a better place in society. Let's get to a topic that's very near and dear to your heart and to ours, uh, the state of affairs on Broadway with the pandemic affecting Broadway in such a drastic way as it has so many other organizations. How important is the R factor, that is resiliency, when it comes to Broadway survival? Well, that's the word, resilient. We are a, the Broadway community is a resilient enterprising, creative, thoughtful group of people who are working daily. So we are working so hard to get us, to get the community up and running again. A lot of it is out of our hands, as you know. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if you read, but Dr. Fauci just said that, you know, he doesn't see us back 
open in 2021. There are, you know, like um, the West End is opening. There are some theaters that are opening. You know, everyone is working together. The Broadway League is our trade organization, and they have been working tirelessly to, to work with the unions and other groups and producers, and there are many different um, people working together around the clock to figure out how we can come back. And in the meantime, look at what has happened virtually. Um, the Actors Fund is providing so much programming to raise funds for the community and for those affected by the pandemic. So as soon as this happened, we pivoted to virtual uh, programming to fundraise and to keep everybody working. You know, there's still a lot we don't know, and things change daily, but there are so many, as I said, enterprising, innovative, creative programming happening now in the face of the pandemic. But we're working really hard, and we're very supportive. We're very civic-minded. This group is, you know, the community is very civic-minded. Yes, it is. Broadway is commercial. If you don't sell tickets, you don't stay open. But we are very, the, the group, the, the Broadway community is, is, is very invested in providing resources and funding for those in need. Creative output uh, has always been there. Now it's being fashioned uh, to deal with the pandemic. I think it's a tip of the hat, as tough as it is to people in your field. Right. We're smart people. It is a very collaborative effort to produce a Broadway show. So we are continuing with that collaborative nature to to forge ahead. Let me ask you about advice you'd have for anyone involved as a family member in a business, no matter what the business. It could be show business. It could be the oil business. What are some of the things that you would advise the, the younger generations in that family to, to be aware of? For me, I, I had to sometimes take a step back, separate the personal from the professional, because, you know, this was my dad. And there are certain patterns that evolve, you know, when you grow up, that I needed to develop a certain maturity to separate the personal from the professional. I can only speak for myself, but I was really fortunate in that my father was very fair and that if there was an issue that came up between us in terms of the business, he was very straightforward and very clear in how he expressed himself in helping me to get better or to understand a situation where I could improve. And I was very, I feel very grateful because he was so clear in his direction with me. And I learned how to look at it, at whatever he was saying me, saying to me as this is, this is professional, this is business. And I was able to take away whatever kind of child parent relationship might have been a part of that. So I was able to, to separate that, but I was also lucky because, you know, my father was, he was just a smart guy and was thoughtful in how he would give me direction. 
just get the best feeling about him just talking with you. He sounds terrific, terrific gentleman. Uh, another he question. Was. Another question about acting, only because uh, I've done a little amateur acting, and it, the most fun I've ever had has been on stage. Mm-hmm. But when you're acting in a unit and a group of others, for the most part, you're part of a very important team. But you're also, in a sense, I always thought, leading. You're leading the audience through whatever you're doing. Has that impacted the way you help and mentor others, the way you do a presentation? Please expound on that, if you will. Absolutely. 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 My background as an actor definitely informs how I behave in a leadership role, in a producer role. Um, You know, to be on stage, to lay yourself bare, to have the confidence to even to speak, to sing, to dance in front of an audience takes a certain amount of confidence and ego to say, I want to share this part of myself with you. So my, my training as an actor has definitely helped me with in, in my work as a speaker, as a leader, as a host, I host a lot of, um, of events and MC a lot of events. I, I love being in front of people. I love the audience. I love the communication with an audience. So I, I, tra- I transition very well into, into these different roles. But, you know, you've been on stage, you know, you, I think anybody who, who, who can get up in front of people and share that part of themselves has a natural affinity to, to communicate with a group. And it's also a high, as many of us know, that's very di- right? difficult to duplicate. It's just amazing. One more yeah. question about the work as a producer, and you've been so successful, but we all know it, it can be a bit of a crapshoot. What makes one show a hit, another show <laughs> run for three weeks? Max Bialystok comes to mind. But what is infused in someone in this in this area, in this career? Is it a sixth sense about what audiences might like or what might be hot? What might just work in your head? Maybe you haven't even seen it on stage yet. I'm, I'm curious about the process. Here's the deal. <laughs> the biggest predictor of success for a Broadway show is word of mouth. The Broadway model is going to change after the pandemic, that's for sure. There's a lot that's going to change. But traditionally, pre-pandemic, and it's always going to take a lot of money to, to, to produce a show. But everyone goes into producing their show thinking that it's the greatest thing ever and that it's going to be a hit. The majority, there are some producers who know that their product may not appeal to everybody and it is a a, a riskier endeavor to put on. But for the most part, producers will spend their time and their efforts and their energy thinking that they have a hit. And it's a matter of taste. I've done the research. I followed the show. Um, the The trajectory for a show to get to Broadway usually involves multiple workshops multiple productions with regional theaters. You rarely come into New York cold. You have other productions, other workshops. So you put your time and your effort and your money. It takes years to bring a show to Broadway. So you've already invested that time. So you believe in this product. You believe that your production will will be successful because you love it and you have a particular affinity for the material. But that said, you don't really know for sure that the audience will respond to it. You are taking a chance. You are gambling. 
Now, with Come From Away, a lot of folks didn't know what it was about. It was a brand new show. It was new material. It was a musical about 9-11. People really weren't sure what it was about. But in every city we went to, the word of mouth was so strong that by the end of the run, we were sold out. (laughs) So if your friends know that you like to go to the theater, they are going to ask you, what should I see? What have you seen? What should I what should I see? You are going to tell your friends, I just saw this show. You've got to see it. It's fantastic. And that is your biggest Mm. predictor of success. You're quoting me. I did that in Boston where I'm recording this with you. I love that show. I've seen it twice. It's just magnificent. And and again, if you on paper, if you said to somebody, hey, here's an idea, a show about 9-11 and this little Newfoundland place and and the planes land there. And I'd say, what? But that's the beauty of it. That's the magic that is theater. And when it's done so beautifully and so professionally, it's, it's outstanding. Jessica, thank you so much for your time in conversation with me today. Before we leave, I'd love it if you could supply me and the audience listening with a short mission statement about your philosophy of life and success. Feel free. Well, I'm very tenacious, and my motto is, you never know. I have created um, a lot of opportunities for myself, and I will read about an organization or a company And I'll think to myself, wow, I could probably, hopefully, fit in here. I send emails. I make phone calls. I follow up. I go for it. It's really, you go for it because I feel whatever success I have or whatever job opportunities come my way, I have to generate that interest. You know, and I think it started for me when I was an actor. I loved going on auditions because that was my chance to get a job. That was my chance to perform that day. So I feel it starts with me. I, if I'm interested in a company or an organization or if I want to meet somebody, I will ask. It never hurts to ask. It never hurts to put yourself mm. out there. The worst thing that can happen is you won't hear back from somebody or they may not be able to help you. But I'll tell you, for me, Nine times out of ten, I have received responses in my quest to further my career. I I tell this to the students I work with, you just never know. I remember years ago, I went to an audition. They weren't looking for the role that I was right for, but I wanted that theater to see me that day. It turned out that the person that was cast in a role that I thought I wanted to do, they backed out. Mm. So that role became available to me. The more energy and effort I can put into creating opportunities for myself, the better. It's good practice. It generates ideas and work. So that's what I tell my students, and that's what I, I do every day. I just sent an email this morning. You know, I, I, have, I have these classes I would love to offer them to your members. You know, you just never know. And if you don't try, an opportunity may not come to you. I absolutely believe it. It's good for you personally. It's good for you professionally just to keep going and to keep trying and to put yourself out there because it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anybody. It, 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 it's, it can only bring positive results. Mm. To use a Broadway reference, you're kind of the unsinkable Molly Brown of 
Broadway I these days. I am the unsinkable Molly Brown. <laughs> I, I, I love talking with people who, uh, who are in the theater uh, in such a passionate way and also, as we've discussed, have uh, branched out to offer help in other areas to people from all over. And it's really a delight to meet you. And uh, we are just waiting to get back to Broadway. And we will be there. We collectively will be there to support the, uh, the shows. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I, I thank you for spending this time with me. A conversation with Broadway producer Jessica Jenick. You can find out more at her website, jessicajenick, G-E-N-I-C-K dot com. And for information on the FFI Virtual Conference and more, visit FFI.org. Thanks for listening. Have a terrific day. 